Hi, welcome back to We Missed Out, the podcast. I'm Bea. And I'm Stephanie. And today we're going to talk about episodes 6 through 11 of Gossip Girl, season one. The original Gossip Girl. Oh, yes. The original Gossip Girl. So before we start, um, we should let everyone know that last week we were pretty much dying when we recorded. We both yeah. had like colds, upper respiratory stuff going on. I think I cut out maybe 10 minutes worth of us gasping for, for air and <laughs> blowing our noses. So if you're back, thank you. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm still dealing with mine, but luckily we're all starting to get over that hump here at the house. Like the little one's still got some rattling in his chest, but I'm on antibiotics. He's on breathing treatments and hopefully no more plagues will be brought home from school. Well, I mean, if, if your kid's not licking things at school, hopefully that'll stop the plagues from being brought home. Yes, However, my... I take that back because I promise you I did not lick anything at school and I still brought home something. Are you sure? <laughs> Are you sure you didn't lick something to claim it as yours? I'm positive. I've, I've been teaching long enough to know not to lick anything at school. <laughs> I'm even I like, know, I even go back to speech to... tomorrow. He might lick some more <laughs> fake yogurt. I even hesitate to drink my from my cup at school because I'm like, oh, this kid breathed pretty close to my desk. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm feeling a little better. You look a lot better. Um, I can breathe a little more. I'm still kind of congested, but it's not too bad. Hopefully, you know, I won't have to cut out 20 minutes worth of sneezing and sniffling and catching my breath. But I guess we'll see. So uh, you lucked out this week because you missed out on the big ice storm that we had up here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. But did I really miss out? I don't think so. Y'all got ice. We got rain, which was disgusting because I still had to take little man to school in the rain. Yeah, the, the ice was pretty scary. Um, I had taken Monday off for doctor's appointments and by noon the ice started coming in. I had to go pick up pick up Johnny from school and I guess everyone was picking up their kids because the school's phones went down. The roads were awful. As I was getting to the school, there was already an accident. It looked like some seniors hit a parent's car. Ooh. It was it was a mess. Yeah, there were a lot of accidents. Um we just hunkered down Luckily, we had bought groceries on Sunday and Monday morning after my doctor's appointment, when I went to go pick up my my medicine, I went and picked up extra groceries and we just hunkered down, didn't leave the house until Friday. Yeek. And even at that, it was like late Friday when everything was finally melted. Little guy and I were pretty much hunkered down because we've been sick, but um, the big guy went to school for... He went only on Wednesday and Thursday because we kept him home on Tuesday for him trying to get the last of that cough out of him. And yeah. then he went to school. But like I said, I had to take him or go pick him up, actually, in the rain, which was not fun for little 
little guy that was sick. Mm-hmm. But um, we got through it. And then we went to speech on Friday instead of Monday. And he decided to lick a fake yogurt <laughs> and possibly bring us some new lovely plagues to the house. We'll see. So what you're what you're telling us is when the next zombie outbreak happens, we should look at your son for starting it. Probably. He's going to be the origin story. <laughs> He's going to be the origin story because he went around licking fake foods at doctor's offices. Got it. I mean, technically it's not a doctor's <laughs> office. It's just a speech therapy place. But, you know, lots of kids well, touch that stuff. Yeah, lots of kids touch it. So, ew gross teach your kid better <laughs> i feel like he learned it from you <laughs> and I, I, things. i've taught him a lot of things and that is not one of them <laughs> oh my goodness so we made it through the ice storm we made it through our plagues we're at the tail end of these plagues sounds like but uh thank you guys for listening we had we had some good comments. We had, you know, some good interactions on our Facebook and Instagram. Turns out we've got a super fan. Oh yeah, I think so. Should we call out our super fan? Go for it. So our super fan is Anna. She is our cousin, and she has been so awesome about listening to all our episodes and commenting on our socials and even texting us with great thoughts and opinions about what we're doing and the show. And I think we've got her hooked. I think I like she it. is now a fan of the of not only our show, but of the OGG. Yes, it seems like we have another Rufus lover. I mean, who doesn't love Rufus? And if you say you don't love Rufus, we can't be friends. Yeah. So you ready to get into this? (laughs) Yeah, let's get into it. All right. Episode six, The Masquerade Ball. All right. So in this episode, Blair, again, is throwing another party. This time it's a big masquerade ball. And she has planned to reconcile with Nate by having a scavenger hunt planned for him to find her and prove his love to her. So she's yeah. talking about this with Serena. They're having a little sleepover. And they're going through, she's going through all her plan on how she's going to get Nate back or make him show that he loves her. Can we talk about what Serena is wearing at Blair's house? For the sleepover. <laughs> so whenever you went to sleepovers at your friends' houses, what was your typical pajamas? A big t-shirt and some shorts. Exactly. Always. Like, t-shirt, shorts, pajama pants, just something super comfy. Maybe a pair of basketball shorts and a big giant shirt. Why is Serena wearing like a silk nightgown? Who does that? Who goes to their best friend's house in high school and has a sleepover in a silk nightgown. I don't, I don't understand know. that. It just doesn't make sense to me. Like, I, I'm sure I had some because I was obsessed with, like, silk, the way it felt. But I'm pretty sure I only wore those at home. Yeah, I wouldn't have worn that to my friend's house. And think about all the stuff you do at a sleepover at your friends. Like, you act silly and 
ridiculous. And if you're going to go toilet paper in your neighbor's house, you can't be running around the yard in a silk nightgown. Okay, but I don't know that anybody in New York does that kind of stuff because there's really not, like, trees <laughs> in neighbor's houses. Either way. I mean, it's also, like, fall in New York. It's cold. And I'm sure they have great heating in her million-dollar apartment. But, like, Blair's wearing some nice, cozy PJs. She's all nice and warm in her fancy PJs, matching set with matching headband which I don't understand that either. Like, that's like one of those hard plastic headbands. How do you sleep in that? I'm talking about big t-shirts, basketball shorts, and a bun. That's what you wear to your friend's sleepovers. Am I yep. wrong? Nope. That's just that's just okay. what you wear. Like, normal people wear just regular clothes, not fancy stuff. But, again, these are fancy girls. I guess they're just too fancy for us. So anyway, they're making their plan about the masquerade ball on the other side of town, which is Brooklyn. We see Dan. He's at his house and he gets a phone call from a friend. Yes. And he's, you know, kind of excited to hear from this friend because he hasn't heard from this friend in a while. He walks into his room because she's asking him to look for a book. And turns out there's a girl in his room. And it's not Serena. Who is this girl? Dun, 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 dun. It's his friend Vanessa who had moved away but has come back. So we meet Vanessa who's supposedly his best friend for a billion years. And she doesn't know how to use a front door. So she climbs in through his bedroom window. Which is bringing me very much Dawson Creek vibes. Yeah. That is very much a Joey Dawson in through the windows they've pulled that from that show well which, they're also from the cw they are both from the cw it's probably similar writers um i don't think our parents would have been okay with us having a male friend climbing in and out of our windows or us climbing in and out of our male friends windows but also we're I'm in pretty Texas sure they didn't even like that we had male friends I think so. <laughs> you're very right about that. They did not like us having male friends. They definitely wouldn't have let us climb in and out of boy windows and have boys climb in and out of ours. So Because they very rarely would even let me go anywhere with my friend Steven or my best friend Ernie. Yeah. But, so oh, okay. Climbing so in and out to... of windows was not an option. <laughs> no, no, no window climbing. Um, going back to... Dan's room he's in there talking to Vanessa and he gets a phone call and it's Serena she has given herself the courage to ask him to go with her to the masquerade dance even though she knows he is not about the high society anything he doesn't like to be involved in these balls and parties and having to wear a suit but Blair talks her into inviting him so she does and when she does Vanessa says something in the background and Dan lies about who's at his house. He says, I know, which is sister. weird. Like why lie? If she is just your friend, just, just say you've dated Serena for like a week. Just <laughs> a say whole week. a whole week. Right. So they've uh, gone on one real date. They've been hanging out and he's lying to her. He could just say, Hey, we've got friends over. I mean, she doesn't know every single person he knows. They live on different sides of the city. His family has friends. 
why lie? So he says that was just my sister. And then his sister walks into Blair's room with a big giant stack of packages because Blair has made her her assistant for this ball, which is ridiculous. But she's going around all over town getting things for her. And like she has a list of things for her to do, which is so mean. It is mean. And so we've been to New York once. We went together a couple years ago before COVID happened, and I loved being able to walk everywhere. Like, I think we walked most of the city from where we stayed at our hotel. I loved it. I did not like having to carry a backpack with my stuff or bags of whatever we bought. How is Jenny getting around town with that big stack of boxes just walking? She's not an old, she's not old enough to drive. Um, she definitely doesn't have the money to have a driver unless Blair has lent her one, but I don't think she did. Cause I think we see, I don't know. It doesn't really show how she's getting around if she's walking or if she's taking cabs or if she's has Blair's driver. It's just a mess. I don't, I don't like it. I don't like the fact that 14 year old Jenny is walking around town carrying all these boxes for somebody else. First, I don't like it that she's walking around town by herself, but I know that's a New York thing and not a Texas thing, so uh, I'm not going to judge. <laughs> I already did, but I shouldn't. <clears throat> so I didn't even think anything of it because I was like, that's just what they do in New York. They send their kids on like the train and they let them walk around and that's normal. Yeah. I remember that was kind of upsetting to me when we were there because... When we were there, both my boys were a little younger. I think my oldest was a sophomore, maybe. And my youngest was in seventh grade, possibly. And I remember when we got, we were leaving our hotel and there was a bunch of kids going to the music school. And they were like teenagers, just a bunch of teenagers walking around that whole area like nothing, like. I don't know. Yeah, because we were it's close just, to where Juilliard is. Yeah. It's just not something myself as a parent could have seen. I, I'm still struggling with my kid being in the Air Force and doing things on his own on base and off base and, you know, texting him, hey, drop us a pin when you leave the base so we know where you are. So I don't know. Maybe I'm just, I'm not a helicopter parent, but maybe I'm. I think you are. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a paper airplane parent. I have limit. I have limits of where I can fly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Blair's using Jenny to run all her errands. And then she tells Jenny she's not allowed to go to the ball because she is a freshman and you have to be an upperclassman to go, which really, really sucks. It just kind of reminds me of like prom. Right? Because prom is usually junior and senior. So unless you get invited. But I guess even this, she could have invited her. But this isn't even a school-sanctioned event. It's just a Blair holding another party. So it's just... So how did Blair get to this masquerade ball before she was a junior? Is she allowed to go because... (laughs) Yeah, but she's making these rules on the fly. You can't come because you're just a freshman, even though I was a freshman when I threw the party the first time. It's just dumb. Yeah. It's just Blair being a 
a brat. Well, she's planning this masquerade ball. Her mom is having a party at her apartment that night, too. Yeah, we're getting to see a lot more of the parents. We're getting to know their backstories and what's going on, what these parents are doing while their kids are, I guess, roaming the town, throwing parties and drinking at bars underage. (laughs) So the parents are all at this party. There's Chuck's dad, Bart, who is not there with Lily. Have we have we found out that him and Lily are dating yet? We know that they're dating, but nobody else does. Okay. So we found out, but nobody else does. So Bart is there with a younger date. So Lily takes Rufus with her to make Bart jealous. Yes. He's going as her date, but he's not telling anybody who he's going with. Yeah. So now there's another secret there's Lily and Rufus hanging out secretly behind their kid's back. And I don't know if this is because they know each other and their kids don't know they know each other or because they don't want to make things awkward for their kids by going on dates. Well, sorry. Well, Rufus is getting ready to go with Lily to the party. Um, Vanessa comes over to the house because she and Dan had made plans to go to a movie. Yes, they're going to hang out. Her and Dan had made plans to hang out. And um, so she's finally made it through the front door. Surprise. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She she's there talking to Rufus and Rufus is acting like he has no idea that Dan's date like Rufus clearly knows that there was something between Vanessa and Dan. He also knows that Dan is in love with Serena and that he's been dating Serena So why is he acting like nothing is going on? Like, no big deal. I don't know. know It doesn't make sense. But also, one more thing about this this scene in general. Vanessa's outfit. Can we talk about it? Okay, so she's wearing leather or pleather leggings, Mm -hmm. which I will say I, I have those. I wore them back then. If I still fit in them, I'd probably still wear them now if I went anywhere. But she's wearing it with like a, is it a leopard dress? What is she wearing? No, it was like a snakeskin dress. And then a big, is it a big blue belt? I think it was a big blue belt. It was just, there was a lot going on. There was the dress. I think she had a like short sleeve bomber jacket over the dress. Yes. And was there a skinny scarf? She wears a lot. All of them, all the girls, well, except for Blair, wore these weird skinny scarves that I clearly remember being so popular in in the late 2000s. I don't think I ever had one of those, so I don't know about those. I have the, the leggings, so I can't really talk on, can't make any comments on her wearing the leggings. But the dress, the belt... The bomber jacket. It's just a lot lot. of layers. It's a lot of looks in one. But I remember seeing red carpet, um, the girls from like Disney Channel wearing all of those layers all the time. Like the dresses with the leggings. Or just, yes, it's a lot of layers. Way too many. 
but I guess it was the fashion then. So while they're there, she gets a call from Dan and or she calls Dan. Which way? Dan There's calls a call between Dan and she... Vanessa. I don't remember who yeah, made the Dan's, call. Dan's checking in. Dan's checking in on her to see where she is because he has changed his mind and he's decided that he needs to go to this ball with Serena. So he calls but Serena never where... invited him because she heard Vanessa's voice in the background. Oh yeah, Dan knows that Serena's going to the ball because of Gossip Girl. So Gossip Girl has posted that Serena's looking for her Prince Charming and she's been set up on a date. So Dan decides that he needs to go save her from this date or just basically block her from dating anybody else. Yeah. And so he goes and gets himself a suit and he calls Vanessa to see where she is, hoping that she's still home so that he can break their their movie date, which is kind of messed up. That's really messed up. Like, like, you can't just make plans and then back out last minute. So he's lied twice. He lied to Serena about hanging out with Vanessa, and now he's lying to Vanessa about Serena. If him and Vanessa are such good friends, why doesn't he just tell her that he's met somebody and he's dating somebody? Like, just be honest. Let's not be shady about any of this. It doesn't make sense. The whole storyline in this episode just doesn't make sense between the three of them. So he breaks the movie date off with Vanessa so that he can go meet up with Serena at the ball, even though Serena doesn't know he's going to be there. So Vanessa now has a night off. Like she's got an open night. She doesn't have anywhere to go. And Jenny shows up at her apartment and says... You know, she's kind of bummed out because she's not invited to this masquerade ball. Vanessa decides that, hey, there's always a back entrance, so why not help Jenny get into the ball anyway? It's not like anybody's going to notice anybody because they're all wearing masks. Okay, we need to talk about these masks. I have never understood these masks. Like, how much do they actually cover up your face that you're not going to know who a person is? They don't cover up your face enough to, I mean, they're exactly. they're over your eyes and your nose. Yes. If anything, you can't see out of them to see who your friends are. But people looking at you can see who you are. And most of these masks have the little handle and they're holding them. Blair's walking around half the time at this masquerade with her mask down. And yep. Nate can't find her? Really? <laughs> I I don't understand. However, when Dan gets to the ball and he sees Serena dancing, he automatically finds her. Yes. I don't understand. I are these people just dumb? (laughs) Is that what it is? They're just dumb. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe that that's the case. Maybe they're just too drunk that they don't recognize anybody. Anyway, so Dan finds Serena. She's upset with him because he lied to her. On the other side of the room, Jenny has snuck in. Vanessa has helped Jenny sneak in through the back entrance. They grab a mask from one of the table displays. And coincidentally, Jenny and Serena are both wearing yellow dresses. Oh my goodness. Two blondes in yellow dresses. How's anyone going to ever tell them apart? Especially with the masks. (laughs) 
Chuck is there. He is at the masquerade ball, of course, because Chuck is everywhere. And he is dressed as, surprise, surprise, the devil. Because that's what he is. Yes. Red suit, devil mask. Who is not going to know that that is Chuck? Probably have right to away. He's they got Jenny. Who is that mysterious girl? Never seen her before in my life. He's talking to Blair, who's also looking directly at Jenny, who is clearly Jenny, but because she's holding a mask to her face, they have no idea who she is. Never seen her before. <laughs> so, so he goes he and starts hitting on her, and she decides this is the time she's going to get him back for trying to assault her. Yes. Go, Jenny. So she decides that he's going to take off his clothes and leave her a trail. Yeah, they're going to play hide and seek, but he's the one hiding. Mm-hmm. And he's because leaving this her is totally trail. something normal that normal high schoolers play all the time. <laughs> well, I mean, my friends and I would play hide and seek in the dark outside, but not we wouldn't remove any clothes. Definitely not. <laughs> Okay, you're a little quiet. Were you playing playing hide and seek? (laughs) (laughs) I had fun friends. We did fun things. We were ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) We weren't sneaking into bars drinking, but we were playing hide and seek in the dark down the neighborhood. It was fun. It was a fun time. Don't be jealous. You missed out. (laughs) Yep, missed out on that one. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Nate is being approached by two of Blair's friends. Do these girls have names? I don't I don't know. I haven't paid attention to if they have names or not. They're just annoying. They're not her friends, they're her henchmen. They do whatever she says. So, so yeah, they go they're to giving... give her the give him the clue for to find her cuz you know with with her mask on, he's never going to find her. So ridiculous. And so, yeah, they, they give him a clue for him to go look for, for Blair. And he is too wrapped up staring at Serena. I think so. I think it's Serena he's looking at. So now, so now Serena's got Dan after her. She's got Nate after her. And she's got this weird rich guy that only talks about his yacht. Yes. Good times. And then, do they know it's Serena? <laughs> she's wearing a mask. <laughs> <laughs> but Dan also spots Vanessa. <gasps> she's not wearing a mask. He spotted her. Vanessa is not wearing a mask. She And she's not even wearing a ball gown. She's just hanging out. Why is she here? Is she following Dan? Because he accuses her of stalking him. <laughs> she's so in love with him. She must be stalking him. So... Dan and Vanessa get into a little argument in front of Serena. Well, Dan doesn't know Serena's behind him, but Vanessa tells Dan, you said you loved me. And Dan reiterates, I loved you, not I love you. And he tells her about Serena and Serena's standing behind him. So Serena's kind of, I guess, confused about everything going on. And 
Vanessa runs off and instead of running after, instead of leaving with Serena, he tells Serena he has to go get Vanessa, which I think makes Serena even more confused because now like he loves Serena, but he has to chase after this other girl that I've never met. What is going on? So. And then they split screens and they go across town. And we are at Blair's apartment where her mom is having a party that's like a hookah party. There's hookah and belly dancers. And Chuck's dad is there with a date that's not Lily. And Lily is there with Rufus. And she's like trying to make him jealous. I think Rufus wins this one. Or Lily wins this one because Lily has the better looking date. Definitely. <laughs> and then not that we're team Rufus. Not that we're in love with Rufus. We just like him never. a whole lot. No, we're we're not biased at all. So Rufus makes out with her to make Chuck's dad jealous. His name's Bart, right? Chuck's dad? Bart, yes. Bart. Yeah. Bart Bass. And that's pretty much the climax of that party. They make out, make him jealous. And then it's back to the masquerade ball. Okay. So back at the ball, Serena's in the bathroom because, you know, she's like distraught or upset with what's happening with Anne. And Jenny happens to be in there. And, you know, since they're wearing yellow, she decides to switch her mask with her and give her her little jacket and... She becomes Serena. (laughs) This is what I like about Serena. I like that she's taking interest in Jenny, not just because Jenny is the younger sister of the guy she likes, but just because Jenny is a sweet person and because she knows that her friend Blair can be really awful and she could make Jenny's life hell if she finds out that Jenny's there. So I like that she offered Jenny her mask and her little fur jacket which like you said automatically makes them have switched places for the night now jenny is serena and no one's going to ever be able to tell the difference because they are wearing masks and they were both in yellow dresses and they're both blonde so they are the same person (laughs) like did not no one notice their their dresses are completely different exactly and um their hair is completely different like the hairstyle Mm-hmm. They just, and I think Jenny is a lot shorter than Serena. I don't yeah, know. She is. But it's just, it just brings me back to the mask. Like, ridiculous. How can you not tell who someone is with one of those masks on? Serena leaves the ball. And um, in this time, Nate approaches who he thinks is Serena, which is really Jenny. And kind of confesses his love for her. Yes, kisses he her. kisses her. And now That's Jenny so knows. Jenny knows about this, and she has something to hold against him, I guess, or to tell Blair. Yeah, to, to try to get into Blair's good graces. Inner circle. Which, yeah. I don't like that. I don't feel like Jenny's that that type of person. 
anyway, she it's... also before all of this happened, she had also grabbed all of Chuck's clothes and left him on the roof with the door shut locked. I love awesome. that. I love that so much. That's what he gets. That's what he gets. You're stuck on the cold roof in your underwear because you are a gross, gross person that assaults people. So good for you, Jenny. So it's midnight now. The clock strikes midnight. Everyone's supposed to unmask because then they can tell who they are. Big surprise. <laughs> um, shock. There's Blair. Did Nate find her in time? No. No. What happens then? Blair has a hissy fit, of course, because that's what Blair does. Um, so Blair has her hissy fit. She goes to, she's like wanting to get comfort from Serena. She sees Serena running by and grabs at Serena's hand and takes the bracelet by accident that's on yeah, Serena's bracelet. hand. When she sees the bracelet, she sees that it's not Serena. It was Jenny because Jenny had that bracelet earlier in the day when she was told she could not be at the ball. Exactly. Cue another Blair breakdown, meltdown, hissy fit. And then outside, Dan finds Serena. Well, he thinks Serena has run away from him, because, but it's his sister. Like, he doesn't recognize his sister. Exactly. And, if and you're so Blair in love with this girl, right behind him. Uh, if he's so in love with Serena, how could he not tell that was not Serena? Like, really? I mean, he could tell when it was her on the dance floor with a mask on. Exactly. He found her from a mile away when he walked into the ball. He knew who she was while she was wearing the mask. And now he's clueless and he's trying to catch his sister instead it's ridiculous it's such a mess i'm telling you i think these people are just dumb <laughs> i don't know maybe we need to go to a masquerade and see if we can find people and tell who they are otherwise maybe i'm just gonna think that they're just dumb i don't know i just <laughs> it was ridiculous but he and serena end up being fine at the end we end the show with nate making his way home after having a pretty bad night at the ball because he got rejected by Jenny slash Serena. He didn't find Blair and she ended up having a meltdown. So poor kids already like crushed with bad night. And he finds his parents waiting for him to talk about his drug problem. Because definitely has a drug problem. It's not his dad. So, Parents of the year. This dad is blaming his kid on drugs that are his. Like, that's so awful. How can you put that on your kid? Anyway, so poor Nate, his night just got even worse. And that's where we end the episode. The next episode starts at a burlesque club. This episode was just weird to me. It was like they were reaching to give Chuck a story. And Chuck is there because he wants to invest in this burlesque club. His dad is a real estate investor, I'm supposing. I think so. I think that's where, where 
what we end up finding out. And this is what he wants his dad to invest in. He wants to show his dad that he's not just about the party life, that he can make good business decisions by buying a strip club. Because that's pretty much what a burlesque club is. Like, this burlesque club is a fancy strip club. Yeah, pretty much. So Chuck's trying to make a business deal with his dad. Nate is back at home still being, um, I guess, torn apart by his mom about his drug use and his parents want to put him in. His dad wants to put him in rehab knowing that. It's him and not Nate. Yeah, the drugs are not Nate's. They're Nate's dad's drugs. And his dad is agreeing with the mom to put him in rehab. Like, why? Why? Why not stand up for your son and say, oh, we can take care of you. We're going to help you through this. If you know the drugs are yours and not the kids. No, it just, I can't. I don't yeah, like it. It. Just, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it doesn't. Poor Nate. He's just being, I don't know, pulled apart on all ends. He he finishes this talk with his parents and ends up back at school where he goes and finds Jenny and begs Jenny not to tell Blair about the kiss or that he loves Serena. And this is the first time we see Nate and Jenny interact. Yeah. Yeah. And, and while that's happening, Dan and Serena are making out in the courtyard because that's like the, really the only place of the school that you see much of. Yeah. The courtyard and the hallway. Mostly the courtyard. When the bell rings and they're supposed to go to class, none of them go to a class. They never go to class. It just cuts There's... from class to another party most of the time. Yeah. So they're making out in the courtyard. People are walking by watching them. They're taking photos and sending them to Gossip Girl. She makes a comment about needing a better place at school to make out. He makes a comment about needing better chemistry teachers. Why? You never go to chemistry class anyway. Why do you exactly. need another teacher? The bell rings, and did they make it to class? Who knows? No. Because the next thing we know, they're back in Dan's house making out. Did they skip school to go make out at Dan's house? Is this after school? Is this a weekend? I don't know what's going on anymore. Well, they're but, at Dan's house making out, but Nate is, like, walking around. So it must be after school. I mean, I'm I guess going so. to assume the best. I'm going to assume that they were nice, good kids, and they went to their classes like they're supposed to. Because their parents pay a lot of money for them to be at that super expensive school. <laughs> and as a parent, I would be crushed if my kid was leaving school to go make out if I'm paying like thousands of dollars a year for that school. So they're back at Dan's house. They're thinking about taking things further. They're both nervous because they're new to each other. They haven't been dating a long time. They're hot and heavy making out. And guess who walks in? Through the window. Vanessa. Great timing, Vanessa. <laughs> like throws Serena off of him. Yes, he just like knocks her completely her off, off the bed. bed. <laughs> that that was ridiculous. I don't think he would have done yeah. well, maybe he would have done that with anybody walking in. But this is the first time Vanessa and Serena actually meet or get introduced yeah. to each other. Yeah, I guess they get actually introduced at that point. They get her introduced. Dan makes her leave. Um, they get back to it. Him and, and Serena get back to it. And Dan's 
Dan's dad opens the door. There's a lot of stuff happening at Dan's house. There is. There's. It leads to the talk between Dan and, <laughs> and Rufus. Yes, Rufus tries to have the talk with Dan. Dan kind of blows him off. And I guess Rufus just is just there to tell him he's going to be gone for the night. So Dan and Serena end up having the, the house to themselves. And he makes his room romantic for their date night alone. So ridiculous. Uh, yeah. All the, what was it like? Just candles everywhere, which is super safe with all his million books around his room. <laughs> I know. Fire Yeah, no. I'm not anyway, doing this. Nate catches his dad buying drugs and then he goes to tell his mom and his mom's like, no, that's not true. Because she just thinks that it's Nate that has the drug problem. And she's just so in denial. Like, I would rather know that it was my husband doing the drugs than my kid. I would feel like a way better parent knowing that my kid is okay and not doing stupid things. That's just me, I guess. I don't know. My opinion. Well, they're just great parents altogether because... You know, she's in denial, and the dad's like, just take the blame. Yeah, great parenting. But Nate's dad is trying to seal a deal with Blair's mom's company. He wants to, I don't know, merge their companies or something like that. I and think he does PR or something like that. Well, he's not very good at PR. <laughs> he has, I don't know. His company does PR, I think. I, I want to say they're more like financial investments. Um, I don't know. I don't know what they do. Whatever Nate's dad's company does, he wants to work with Blair's mom's company. Blair's mom and dad have decided that the best way to make this happen is to arrange a marriage. Between Blair and Nate, because, you know, they're 17. Obviously, they're ready to get married. So they keep on pushing Nate to not not necessarily to propose to Blair, but to give Blair his mom's heirloom ring. And it's like this big, beautiful heirloom ring that's been in her family for a long time. And they're really pushy about it. And I feel so bad for Nate's mom because you can tell like she loves her ring. She doesn't want to give it away, but in order to make this business uh, deal work, they have to marry off their son to Blair. Gross. It really is. It's disgusting. It's not something that should be happening in the 2000s period. Yeah. I don't know if that's something like just, still goes on with rich families you marry each other for business purposes but it's sad because Blair really does like Nate or she maybe even really does love him and he just has so much going on that he's confused so they end up breaking up because of this weird awkward dinner and Nate Nate's dad gets mad and Nate leaves the dinner and his dad Nate goes after leaves him. And the dad follows him downstairs and they're on the street and Nate says something to his dad and his dad punches him, which is seen by the police 
like somehow somehow the police yeah, are there just was, driving there by and they car. see that happen so the police come down and they're checking to see if Nate's okay and they're gonna you know arrest the dad for hitting him and he says check his pockets because he Nate thinks that there's probably drugs in in his dad's pockets yeah which there happens to be drugs in his pockets because off he goes to jail we head back to the burlesque club where Chuck's dad has told him he's not going to invest in the club. So Chuck is upset and Blair is upset and they decide that the best way to escape all their problems is to go to the burlesque club. And Blair must be insane or just having a mental breakdown because she decides that she's going to go on stage and join the burlesque dancers and strip down to another fancy slip. What is the deal with these kids and their fancy underclothes? Okay. So Blair owns a lot of lingerie. Every time she's like either changing clothes or she's trying to hook up with Nate or any of that stuff, she has like the fanciest lingerie on underneath her clothes. Yeah. Blair has way too much lingerie for a 17 year old. Agreed. They end up getting drunk And they leave in his limo, in Chuck's limo, and one thing leads to another, and she loses her virginity to Chuck. And that is where the episode ends. So disgusting. I am so disgusted. Chuck is gross. She knows how gross Chuck is. Why would you do this? Like, I I get that you want, you're upset, and you want to get back at your ex-boyfriend, but this is your ex-boyfriend's best friend, which, yes, could hurt your ex-boyfriend a lot. But gross. So, so gross. Yeah. It's really disgusting. I don't know. But like also, Chuck. before this ever happens, um, Nate's dad also gets stays in jail because he's found there's also stuff about embezzlement and fraud from his company that's been... He was being investigated, and they finally, I guess, had enough evidence against him. Yeah. So we're left with Blair's waking up to see the newspaper where Nate's dad has been arrested. And they don't only put Nate's dad's face in the paper. They put a picture of his mom and Nate as well, which is really sad to me. Yeah. Like Like the newspaper's taking down the whole family. I don't like that. So that's where we left off. We're left off with Dan and Serena are back together. They're nice and happy and thinking about getting, moving to the next level. Um, Blair is miserable Blair as always. And now she's heartbroken that her fight with Nate led to his dad being arrested And Chuck is probably sitting in the back of his limo still, like, smiling and happy because he's gross. And then the next episode is all about Blair's birthday. Yet again, Blair needs to have another party. So let's have another party, but this time for her birthday. So, so far we've seen how many parties for for Blair. She had the the kiss on the lips party. The sleepover, that's two. The masquerade ball. And now her birthday. We're eight episodes in and Blair has had four parties. Mm -hmm. All right. 
So we should That's expect what she a party. She and- throws parties. <laughs> For someone who parties so much, why is she miserable? I don't know. I don't know. Um, it all right, make so it's Claire's birthday. She is now going to be 18? Or she no, is she's turning 17. 17. She's turning 17. So but, she's been drinking in bars as a minor at 16 and 15 and... 15 and 16, yep. Wow. But why not? That's a mess. So it opens up with Blair in confessional because she's Catholic. And she's She's not Catholic. <laughs> She's not? She's not Catholic. No, she's not Catholic. But she's going to confession because she feels like what she's done with Chuck is so disgusting that only a priest can fix it with it by granting her a wish. <laughs> that was the best part. Do you grant wish? Oh, and he's like, I'm not a genie. <laughs> that was amazing. And the fact that she's wearing a morning veil, like... <laughs> She's just that disgusted by herself. Oh, and she should be. She very much should be. Yes, that was definitely should be. That was as a Catholic girl. Do you have any confession stories to share? You know, I don't. (laughs) I have one. I have one. So I think it was my sophomore year, sophomore junior year. We were throwing, we were hosting a retreat at our church for high school students. You would have been in in middle school. Mm-hmm. So it was like the high school students, we were hosting a, a retreat and we were made to go have face-to-face confession with the priest. Those are the worst. We weren't even in the confessional. It was just like, we were in a room face-to-face. And yeah, I know. I panicked. I panicked. I couldn't think of anything to confess. I mean, I probably could, but I couldn't. So instead, I held this poor priest for around half an hour. And you're going to love this because you know this is such something that I would do. So I held this priest for around half an hour, asking him about if the world was made in seven days, if God made the world in seven days, when did the dinosaurs live in those seven days? Like at what oh day goodness. in those seven days? So yeah, that's what I I that's what I asked the priest, and I was in there for half an hour. So when I finally <laughs> when I finally came back to the room with everybody, they were staring at me like if I had just confessed to murder. <laughs> and everyone wanted to know when I was talking to the priest, what I had confessed to the priest. <laughs> I didn't I didn't even make a confession. I was just like, this is my chance. I've got your undivided attention. When were the dinosaurs alive during these seven days? Like, <laughs> why could we not have overlapped the dinosaurs with us? That would have been amazing. I could have had my own baby T-Rex. Um, but yeah, that's so for all of those of you who are listening that may have been in that room when I walked in from my confessional. There you go. I was not confessing to anything. <laughs> I was asking about dinosaurs. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I feel bad for that priest. 
But at least you didn't ask him for a birthday wish like Blair does. I mean, I might have. (laughs) (laughs) I may have asked for a pet dinosaur. I don't know. How Chuck finds Blair outside of the church. He's like driving. Oh, yeah, when she leaves the church. So is he like, has he been stalking her? Is he hoping that she's going to have another meltdown and jump back into his limo? Gross. Chuck's the one who needs to go into that church and make some confessions. Definitely. But she's like telling him that he can never speak of their hookup. Never, ever, ever. And that she regrets what happened and all that as he follows her down the street as she walks and he's in the limo. Across town, Jenny has brought her mom home to see hopefully she can get her parents to make up. Um, Her mom's name is Allison. Allison is making waffles because... That's Rufus's favorite food, apparently. It's the only thing he knows how to cook, according to episode one, which I am totally fine with. I'm not a big waffle fan, but my kids are. (laughs) But if Rufus made them for you, you would be a big fan. I'm still not a waffle fan. You would. Make me French toast, make me pancakes, but not waffles. But you can put all kinds of things on waffles. I don't like waffles. Okay, let's move on. Fine. Um, Allison's making waffles. Rufus and Jenny are helping. They're all in the kitchen having a good time. And Dan walks in and is surprised to see his mom there. Like, but not good surprised. No, he's not like super happy. So you can tell that they have a strained relationship. Cut to, I guess, later on, Dan has decided that he wants Serena and Vanessa to get to know each other. So he decides to take Vanessa to Blair's birthday party, which is kind of weird to me. It's like you were invited by somebody and now you're inviting somebody else to go with you. Did he ask Serena if that was going to be okay or did he just no, like he didn't. Up with Vanessa? I don't like it. <laughs> he didn't ask at all because when um, they show up to the party together, Serena's caught off guard. Yeah, I remember that. You're right. What better way to bond for your girlfriend and your best friend, possibly ex-girlfriend, to bond by playing Guitar Hero? I mean, who doesn't love a good Guitar Hero? I've never played in my life. First off, having Guitar Hero at Blair's party seems really random. She doesn't seem like the kind of person who would have a even video games set up at her birthday party. No, especially not with like hand-rolled sushi by a sushi chef at the apartment kind of person. Exactly. And then her friends, her cronies, they're wearing these matching little sailor. Like you get the idea that she was probably going for some kind of Japanese theme party, Mm -hmm. right? Because of like the sailor dresses and the sushi bar, the way everything was decorated, and then there was Guitar Hero. So I, I didn't understand that, but either way, Vanessa and Serena are battling it out on the Guitar Hero floor. Um, you said you've never played? I've never played. We had we have the Guitar Hero game, or we had the old one. Uh, I could never get into it. I'm just not coordinated enough for that. Like you, Aaron, and the boys had it? Yeah, we we had it. Um, 
the boys were kind of small when well obviously they were little i don't think johnny ever even got to play it because we're talking about 2007 when johnny was born so um jay was just a few few years old and i guess him and aaron would play with it but we never i never got into i know that i had friends that liked it i just never played but can we also talk about how blair on her birthday goes to a nice um jewelry store and puts things aside in yeah, hopes that they get picked up like that. she has her own um three a birthday registry at a jewelry store what the heck i guess that that's and she even Amazon. calls to find out if anything's been picked up yeah that's a bit much that's a bit much like I get, but also like, Nate has told her that he has something for her, which happens to be his mom's ring because she's forcing it on him. She told him that he needed to get back together with her, with Blair to make things right because of what he did to his father. Because now it's his fault that his father is in jail for the embezzlement and all that stuff because he knew that his dad had drugs on him. That was ridiculous. I I don't like his mom. I don't like his dad. I really, really don't like his parents. And I feel so bad for him. And I feel bad that he doesn't have anyone to talk to. Like, if Blair loves him, let Nate say what he needs to say. And it's not about you. It's about him. Let him tell you what's going on. Like, he obviously can't talk to his best friend, Chuck. Because Chuck is dirt. He can't talk to Serena. I feel like Serena is the only person that he would be able to talk to about this. But because of Blair, he can't. So, However, he does go. He does go to try to talk to Chuck earlier in the in the episode. Yeah, but Chuck is not the person you talk to about these things. I know, but. Chuck's the one you make plans for, I don't know. You make plans for bar hops, not for. Not to talk about your feelings about what your parents are going through. No. Yeah, but he does try to go talk to Chuck earlier in the episode. So, at the party, Nate's nowhere to be found. Chuck makes his move and goes and tells Blair he has feelings for her. She does not have feelings for him, makes it very clear, and is grossed out by him. And still regretting everything from the night before. Yes. And during this time, Nate runs into Jenny outside of the party. They're both going in, and Nate's kind of hesitating to go in. And then he stops Jenny, and Jenny says that she's kind of worried about going in now she, that she's there. So they decide that they're going to go hang out. So he has somebody to talk to at this point. Yeah, um, I don't know how I feel about Jenny and Nate hanging out. Like, he's looking, he's he's reaching, he's trying to find anybody he can talk to about what's going on in his life. And, I don't know, Jenny doesn't seem like the right match for him. Yeah. Back at the party... Vanessa and Serena are bonding, and Vanessa makes a comment about Dan's mom being back. 
which upset Serena because he didn't tell Serena first. And Serena has it in her head that she should be the first person he tells anything to if they're really in a relationship. So her and Dan... Which kind of makes sense. It does, but Dan didn't tell Vanessa. Vanessa walked in and found Allison there at his house. Yeah. So it wasn't like Dan went running to tell Vanessa. Vanessa just let herself into the apartment like she always does and saw that Dan's mom was back. So I felt bad about that part, like Dan getting hated on for, I think Serena feels like he's holding stuff back from her. But in reality, like he hasn't told anybody. She, Vanessa, found out on her own. So Dan and Serena talk about things and they make up of course because they always do at this point um i guess yeah nate and jenny have been hanging out talking about the ring and stuff like that yeah so they they've been roaming around the i guess the neighborhood and it's time for jenny to go home so nate's putting her in a cab and they hug and somebody takes a picture of them hugging but you can't see jenny's face and honestly can you see anything in this nighttime picture with the 2007 Motorola Nokia phone cameras? Because I don't think you Not can unless take- there's really good lighting on the street. <laughs> Those cameras were awful. And they didn't have a flash. And you couldn't see anything at nighttime pictures. No, it was all just like blurry, pixely blackness. So but I don't these know. These pictures are amazing. They are. They're so clear. (laughs) Like paparazzi pictures. And does it happen? Like, does she get this? Do they all get this text about uh, Nate when they're singing happy birthday? Yeah, the text goes through as they're singing Blair happy birthday. Which, can I... The cake... Is plopped down. It's not like placed gently. They kind of plop it down and it doesn't move. (laughs) Like nothing on it moves. It is the most cardboard, cardboard, styrofoam, whatever cake there could be. I, I hadn't noticed that, but poor Blair. She just, you know, she sees the message and runs off and is heartbroken once again by Nate. Um... I think she gets the message first and then it starts going through or she sees the message first and then other people start going through and seeing it. And Blair finally admits to everyone that they were officially broken up as of last night at the weird dinner. So Nate's not cheating on her, but they are broken up where... You know, she she runs off. She throws a hissy fit. She runs off to go be by herself and wallow. And guess who follows her? Chuck, of course. And he has this necklace that she had picked out. Oh my god, the necklace! So it is hideous. It is. It is the ugliest necklace. It is so awful. Why did she pick? And. I could get it if he had picked it out for her because, you know, sometimes guys think they're being nice and sweet and sparkly stuff and it's not the prettiest, but she picked this out herself. Yeah, it's awful. 
So my but question is, he was she expecting, because she was going back, she was calling the jewelry shop, we know that, to see who had, if any of the items that she had put aside had been bought. Was she expecting the necklace from Nate, or was she expecting the ring from Nate? She was expecting the necklace from Nate. Okay. She didn't know about the ring. Good. I didn't want her to know about the ring. No, no. She was expecting the necklace from Nate, and when she finds it from Chuck, they start making out. And they Serena hook up sees them kissing, closes the door, and what they don't show is that they hook up again, but... Gross. We don't need to see that anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to see it. That was Blair's birthday episode. Now let's talk about Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. I love Thanksgiving. Everyone, this is Stephanie. We were having so much fun talking about episodes six through eight that we lost track of time. So we're splitting this episode into two parts. Join us again for episode four, where we'll talk about episodes nine through 11, Thanksgiving through Christmas in New York with the OGG. So until next time, don't miss out on... We missed out the podcast. Bye. Bye.